What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, where we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed. Welcome to the show. So today, we're going to be talking more about marriage, and we're going to talk a little bit... I'm going to talk about it from the men's side of the perspective. I think marriage today has talked more about the glorification of it and how it's fantastic and good for society, which it is. I'm not going to tell you it isn't. What I do want to talk about, though, is a more of a realistic approach to marriage, some more untold stories, more untold reality. So I want to talk about the divorce statistics of what I call Divorce Incorporated, where people are making big money off of divorce, child support, alimony, all that. We're going to talk about, is it, is it a wise decision to demonize masculinity? We're going to talk a little bit about female nature in this episode, and we're also going to talk about the myth of Disney love and the lies that you were told, you were sold, and I was quite frankly sold by Walt Disney about this idea of love. So, (laughs) y'all ready for a fantastic show. I'm going to roll the intro, and then we'll get down to business, all right? And we are back. So here's where we're going to start off today's show. I'm going to start off by reading you some statistics and rates. All right. I'm going to get the numbers out of the way so we can have a more frank discussion. So that we, so I don't bore you and sound like a teacher giving you just statistics and numbers. And I'm not a math teacher. All right. I'll keep the numbers to only where they're applicable and where I think they could make my point more valuable so that you're not just taking my word for it because we don't know each other like that. So I don't want you to just say, oh, I think I think Austin's right because I like him or, oh, I think he's wrong because I don't like him. I don't want it to go down that road. So I'm going to start off with some numbers. So according to the World Population Review in the United States, it says 35 to 50% of first-time marriages will end in divorce and The number increases to 60% for second marriages and then 70 plus percent after the second marriage. So third, fourth, fifth, etc. I hope no one's going that high. (laughs) That's that's kind of depressing for a number of reasons. But you may ask yourself, why are these rates so high? Why should I even bother? Why should I care? Well... (laughs) If any of you have been surrounded by divorce or have seen it in your personal life, I don't know how. If you haven't, you're a lucky person. If you haven't seen divorce, you are a very lucky individual. I'll tell you that much. But before I begin, I want to read those numbers one more time. It's 35 to 50% of first marriages will end in a divorce. It's crazy, isn't it? Now you may ask, well, what's the cause? Was the dude some abusing alcoholic bum? Was the woman a a scab-peeling skeezer who cheated on her husband? Well, who was it? Who's to blame for all this? 
Well, I hate to tell you this. This might offend some of you out there in the audience today. But it says that 70 to 80 percent of divorce filings are initiated by women. And the most common reason is irreconcilable differences and so-called abuse. Now, I put the word so-called abuse in there. Now, you may be like, oh, what, the, what is he talking about? That's, that's mean and hurtful and unnecessary. Hey, well, you know what? It's my show. I'll talk about it how I want. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to. And I'm not downplaying anybody who's actually been hurt. I think abuse is horrible, no matter what side, no matter who's responsible, it doesn't matter. I think it's horrible and it shouldn't happen. So don't, don't misquote me. Don't think that I am just blaming one party and not the other. I realize it's a mutual problem. Just statistically speaking, women initiate or provoke most of the domestic violence. Now, I take no joy in saying that. It's just the truth. If you don't believe me, look it up for yourself. It's a sad thing to say, and I wish I didn't have to say it. I would look, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, I wish I could tell you, any one of you listening to this show, that marriage is fantastic, and that biblically you should get married, or even if you're not a Christian, you should get married, everything's going to be fantastic, you're going to love every single second of it, never going to have any problems, never going to have to deal with divorce, never going to have to deal with violence or abuse, never going to have to deal with infidelity. I wish I could tell you that. Truly, I wish I could get on here and tell you that. My parents' marriage has been great, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. But not everybody is as fortunate, number one. And number two, people don't tell you how much work it actually is and how much I have seen in my own life, especially men, get blindsided, get clotheslined, and get their pockets fleeced in a divorce. It's truly horrific and it's very sad. And that's why we're talking about this today on the show. Now, this ultimately, I think, comes from, well, multiple sources, quite frankly. But one of the biggest ones is the demonization of modern masculinity. Whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's the increasing number of, quote, incels in the... Or whether it's feminism on the rise with disenfranchising younger men. The numbers don't lie. I, mean, I want to read you something else. This is from the New Yorker. I want to read you another thing here. It says, for the first time in American history, men were outnumbered by women in the workplace. That's right. For the first time ever, women have outnumbered men in the workforce. And the modern in the modern economy, women hold the cards. That's true. Now, I'm not saying that that's inherently a bad thing. What I am saying is there is a shift going on. And the fact that feminism was at one point 
just about equality and not about putting down men, which is what it's become today in my opinion. It's changed and uh, let's do a, let's conduct a little history lesson, okay? I, to- I we talked a little bit about math. Let's talk a little bit about history. Now, for those of you who are unaware, whether it was your teachers didn't tell you, uh, I guarantee you your feminist friend didn't tell you because they probably A, didn't know, or B, didn't want you to know. One of the two, probably. For those of you who know who John Rockefeller was, he was one of the most influential figures in funding the original feminist movement. Now, in and of itself, that's not bad. But the reason for funding it, uh, let's just say, is a little bit less than ethical. They're quoted as saying that they wanted to break up the family and to tax the other half of the population. Yep, that's right. He wanted to get to the children earlier to teach them this industrial revolution era mindset of you learn one thing and master one thing and it was meant to get you from the schools into the factories or today into the corporate, which if you haven't noticed, jobs are being cut like strings of yarn the job cuts are going crazy if any of you have seen the news it's insane i never thought i've never seen anything like it now keep in mind i'm a younger guy i've never seen anything like this 10,000 jobs 10,000 jobs 20,000 jobs it's crazy to see all these people it's like covid all over again except worse now with people saying the economy is getting better and then they look on the news and they say, oh, Facebook cut this number of people. Ooh, Apple cut this many people. Ooh, Google's getting rid of these people. And with the rise of AI, it ain't going anywhere. Let me tell you that right now. These people are going to export your jobs, whether it be to China or to AI. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. They're going to get rid of your job and they're going to replace you if you are indeed replaceable. So the only solution is to make yourself non-expendable because if you're expendable, you're already going to be on your way out. Now, getting back to the New Yorker article, the whole article itself is titled How Toxic is Masculinity? Now, for those of you who know anything about history, you know that masculinity is the entire reason why we have our country in the first place if you live in America or if you live in really any country even now that's not to downplay or diminish the contributions of women now just because I talk about the achievements of men does not mean I am downplaying women and if I talk about women that doesn't mean I'm downgrading men I think people have this notion in their heads that oh if I praise one group I'm sneak dissing the other no no I'm not I just call it the way I see it and if you don't like it, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, this is who I am. I'm not going to change who I am. If you don't like it, you can hang up the show. 
I don't want people around if they don't if they don't like it then they don't need to stick around but if you want raw honesty if you want the truth you came to the right place because that's what I'm gonna give you today that's what I'm gonna give you as long as I'm on the air there's too many people out there lying in fact I'm gonna t- you know what I wasn't gonna do this but we're gonna take the show off the road for a second and I want to talk about the big lie for those of you who know, also know history getting back to the history lesson I talked about For those of you who know who Joseph Goebbels was, he was the chief propagandist for the Nazi party back in the 1930s. And he said that if you repeat the big lie often enough, it will become the truth. And if you look around today, whether it's from the Democrat party or from the media, which is all too often one and the same, they will repeat the same lie over and over again. Yesterday, on this show, I did a whole show topic about Planned Parenthood and their founder, Margaret Sanger, and how I read you in that show how the National Women's Museum and NPR both said that she was not for racial and social elements of the eugenics movement that she specifically said she was you know you notice how they'll cover if you're a part of the cabal they'll cover for you if you're not well then they'll cancel you or they'll flat out ignore you and pretend like you don't exist It's unbelievable to me, but we're going to get back to the story at hand. I don't want to get off topic too much. Now, if you are a Christian, you may think, Oh, Austin, please. I'm a Christian. My wife and I, our marriage has never been better. Or, hey, Austin, I'm dating this good Christian girl. I don't got to worry about this dang divorce rate statistics. They aren't, they're, they're not about the church. They're about those those non-Christians out there. I ain't got to worry about all that. That's not true. I don't have to worry about it. Wrong. Well, unfortunately, you are incorrect. I'm going to look at this. So you ready? You want some more numbers? We're going to go back to math class for a second. The likelihood of divorce, according to a law firm now, Or you can even look at Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family says 38% of people who regularly attend church have been divorced. Now, it doesn't directly use the word Christian, so you're going to say, oh, that's, that's, they could be non-Christians just visiting church. Okay. Okay. I hear you. So I'll bring up explicit Christian marriages now. Says recent studies and evidence suggests that approximately 20 to 25 percent of Christian marriages end in divorce, with higher percentages reported amongst millennials and Gen Z. How do you like that? Now, curse me if you want. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, oh, he's just full of it. This is all baloney. He's just saying this for effect. He hates. He probably hates women. He he probably just doesn't doesn't get any attention. He's probably some 
fat, over overweight guy who's short and has no friends. Look, look, say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. None of those things are true, by the way. In fact, in my forthcoming book, The Biblical Bachelor, I go into explicit detail as to where I stand on marriage and young single men, explicitly single men in the church, and why I'm against the idea, largely, of marriage. Unless you have leverage, options, and influence, and protection. Now, I understand this is a very incendiary topic and people are going to be upset. In fact, I fully expect you to be. I just want you to keep in mind, I am not saying that the divorce is 100% guaranteed. But like I said, it's 35 to 50% on average. I wish I could tell you otherwise, like I said, I wish I could tell you, hey, you know what, get married, there's no risk, but even amongst Christians, it's 20 to 25 percent. What? Yeah. Now, you need to keep in mind here that numbers don't tell the full story, but you should, just like in battle, if you've ever heard the story, love is... You know, love is war. You ever heard that saying before in Shakespeare? All is fair in love and war. Now, he equates love with war because a lot of times they're very similar, which ties in to the statement I made earlier about the myth of Disney love. Now, for those of you who grew up watching Disney and have seen what it's become today, as much as I hate to tell you, it's gone increasingly left-wing, and with it, They've doubled down on the insanity. They've doubled down on trying to brainwash kids. They've doubled down on basically saying, hey, you know what? We know we're all about kids and we tailor to children and we really want that family environment. But we're going to, you know, excuse me, tell people what to think. And if you disagree with us, well, then you're just A, you're wrong. And B, not only are you wrong, but... We're going to come after you, and we're going to call you names, and we're going to demonize you, and we're going to try to get you fired, and we're going to call HR on you, and we're going to do all this stuff. Now, I know there are multiple different kinds of love, but where's the love in that? But I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that's not the love I'm talking about. The love I'm thinking about is the love between the prince and the princess, the heroine and the hero, whether it's... I don't know. You could use any example. Snow White. You could use Tangled. You could use Aladdin. You could use any of these stories. But the lesson is the same. Is it comes down to... A, it comes down to a Beatles song of All We Need Is Love. And then on top of it, it also says... Love always wins. And not only does it win, it lasts. There's no roommate situation. There's no post rosy, uh, you know, rose-colored glasses era. There's none of that. It's always passionate, erotic love, and that never fades. You can be both the lover, the security, the provider, all of it. You can have it all. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks. 
You can believe in that if you wish. And it is many things, but reality, not one of them. Even if you have a successful marriage, you will not have it remain the way it started forever. It's not possible. You change as a person over time. I want you to take a pause for a second and I want you to think back in the last year of your life, whether it's you're older, you're younger, maybe you're exactly middle-aged. I want you to pause for a second and I want you to ask yourself a very important question. How much have you changed within the last year? How much have you changed as an individual in the last year? You've probably changed at least a little, if not a lot, depending on who you are. That is what I'm talking about. That is precisely what I mean when I say people change. And as people change, your relationship to that person will also be forced to change. That is why just because a marriage starts off being great, being quote in love that's why you hear people say they've fallen out of love with somebody it's not because the person necessarily is any worse or less of a person than before it's that they've maybe changed or their partner has changed and that love has not changed with them it has eroded not emboldened that is what I'm talking about And it's sad to see that. I wish I could tell you that the happily ever after is there. That what Walt Disney taught about was true, but it's not. It's not. Now, you may have phases where you think, oh my goodness, I am so in love with this person. I'm so enamored, infatuated, and I I can never imagine not loving this person. Or one day you could literally wake up and someone could say, and your partner could say, Oh, you know, I, I'm questioning our marriage. You what? Oh, you stink. And you could freak out. And it could be totally out of left field for you because you maybe don't feel that way. In fact, maybe they've changed for the better and you love them even more than you did before. That's possible, by the way. But it is not the traditional sense of the word. In fact, for those of you who are biblical, let's look in the Old Testament. Majority of men had multiple wives. Or they had concubines as well. Look at Solomon. No, I get it. He was a king. And you're not. I get it. I'm bringing up an example here. Monogamy is not the only course of action. Now, in modern-day American culture and in the West in general, unless you're a Muslim, it is. And even then, sometimes it is. But the world has changed so much that you think that it's always been that way. Well, I'm here to tell you, it hasn't. In fact, it used to be more for the poor people and the rich men, the rich women, they had options. Now, there are more rich men than there were rich women. But you are only as loyal as your options. And back in the day, most people had next to no options. And that has not changed from today. Most men in particular 
with the invention of the internet especially, now that we live in a global world, with the internet, dating apps, women have all the choice. And you, my friends, even if you're a 1% man like like Leonardo DiCaprio or Chris Hemsworth or Chris Bumstead, no matter who you are, you got options, you still have a fraction of the options of the average woman. I'll tell you a little personal story. Back when I was just getting out of high school, there was a girl I worked with. She was pretty attractive, blonde girl. She showed me her Tinder once. She had 999 plus likes. Yes, that is correct. Dudes were thirsting over her. And now keep in mind, she wasn't a model or anything. She wasn't ugly either. But she wasn't like drop dead gorgeous, like something you would see off of the, you know, a magazine or whatever. But yet she had an exorbitant amount of options. Most men are thirsting for only one option. They think, oh, I gotta marry the first girl who gives me any kind of attention, especially if you're in the church. This whole culture of, oh, you're lucky if a woman even pays you attention, has made this, has made men pursue women over pursuing their own ambitions and pursuing of greatness. And that's why this hyperfixation of marriage, I have friends who have gotten married young and they want to build. It can work. But there is a lot of sacrifice that must be made to get to that point. But we only glorify the great moments and we don't want to talk about the nitty gritty, the living on a very strict budget, the sacrificing for delayed gratification. Don't want to talk about any of that. We only want to talk about the trips or, oh, I saw them go to Cabo on Instagram, or, oh, I saw them go on for their honeymoon out to Hawaii and they were living it up. Well, you didn't see all the sacrifice they had to make to afford that trip, or all the fighting that happened while they were on that trip. You didn't see any of that, now did you? No. I think people need to be more honest about their marriages, especially men need to tell younger men what the truth is about marriage and not just the one-sided argument that they get their entire life about women being sugar, spice, and everything nice when it is not true. They are people just like us. And if women are out here saying that men are gar- men are trash and men are no good and men are dogs, well, women are people just like men. So would that not then say by extension that they got some blame too and they ain't perfect? Yes, logic would dictate that that is exactly true. My friends, divorce lawyers make a killing out here. They make well over $100,000 a year on average. Where do you think that money comes from? Divorces. That's why I can say confidently that I believe that the divorce rate of 35 to 50% for first time marriages is conservative at best. Not on the high end, on the low end. What I want you to take away from this show is to not just jump in and cave to social pressure 
or think that getting married will save your life or give your life purpose if you currently lack it because it will not. It will not make your life better if you have a girlfriend. It will not make your life better if you have a boyfriend. It will not make your life better, easier, more satisfactory or anything if you are suddenly married and are responsible for another human being. It will not make it easier. And let's not even bring up children. That is a whole nother nightmare of them living out of backpacks if you get divorced. Them having you spending an arm and a leg fighting in divorce court. That's a whole nother topic. But my friends, the audience of the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, my friends, I want you to be aware of these statistics. I want you to be aware of this dark side of the moon. Because I don't want you to be gulled. I don't want you to be goaded. I do not want you to be deceived. I don't want you to feel like you have nowhere else to go but where people are pushing you because it's simply untrue. Now, for those of you who have enjoyed the show, want to hear more, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Creed or Aussie Creed. If you enjoy the show and you want to support, which I would graciously appreciate, you can find me on the Patreon, Sheep Get Sheared. On my Twitter page, you'll find the link to the website for the podcast. Feel free to support. Otherwise, folks... It's been Austin Creed. I appreciate your patronage. God bless you. God bless your families. God bless America. I'm out.